You're listening to Main Character Energy, a podcast that'll teach you how to become that bitch. Main Character Energy gives you a behind the scenes look at how some of the world's most impactful disruptors, innovators, and creatives came from the bottom and embodied what it means to make it in all forms. Now, let's get into the show. Hello and welcome back to Main Character Energy. At the time of this recording, it's the second Monday in May, so we're just coming off of our Met Gala highs here in New York City. The birds are chirping. Hopefully the April showers have stopped finally, and people are starting to wear less and go out more. It's that time of year in New York. But May is also Mental Health Awareness Month, so I just want to take the time to remind you to prioritize yourself. Prioritizing your mental health is everything. This is a very busy season, so I would encourage anyone to start looking ahead. And if you're like me, you need to schedule times for rest, whether that's sprinkling in a three-day weekend into your calendar ahead of time so you don't have to feel guilty for taking off, or just finding moments throughout the week to honor yourself with some R&R, whatever that means for you. Not everybody is into meditating, journaling, but even if you can get outside more or, you know, have some social interactions, whatever feeds you, definitely try to be intentional with your time. Everything will be there when you get back. If you are an ambitious baddie like me who just wants to do everything all at once, just remember that it is important to take some time off the hamster wheel and you deserve it. But I want to start the show filling you guys in on some recent TikTok chatter. Let's start with the fact that accountability matters. We have seen so often these CEOs, public figures, celebrities just completely miss the mark when it comes to accountability. So, you know, we've seen these notes app apologies. This was not a notes app apology, but it had the care of one or lack thereof. But let me just start off by saying the Tarte CEO drama, it's not too surprising. I can't say that I'm shocked by the reaction that the CEO had. I mean, this brand has a longstanding diversity issue. They are constantly playing in black creators' faces. And this is the second slash third you know, time this year that Tarte has come under fire for the mistreatment of the creators that they work with. But in case you missed it, there was a bit of controversy around a brand trip, recent brand trips with Tarte. Both of their brand trips had had some drama, but these are actually two separate situations. There was a Turks and Caicos trip, and there was also a Miami trip for the Formula One race. So I'm specifically addressing the Miami trip. So one of many creators was invited to this trip including Bria Jones, a black creator who bravely spoke out about the trip and talked about the unfair treatment that she received. She said that she learned that her ticket, her round trip ticket to Miami left before the big event. So she was, I think, scheduled to leave, let's say Saturday, but the race was on Sunday. So she thought that was kind of strange. You know, of course, this was the main event of the weekend. And so she started, you know, talking to other creators because... Like we're always saying, creators talk to each other. You know, you you have to remember, people are going to easily just ask around. So, you know, after speaking with other girls on the trip, she quickly learned that the other girlies that were invited to the race, you know, they had the full, the full trip. They were invited to all the events, but apparently she was not. So she'd only been invited to certain parts of the trip. 
And she was telling her followers that, you know, she'd be damned as the black creator if she didn't demand equal treatment. So, you know, that video has since been deleted, but it's been stitched time and time again. I've been seeing it all over my feed throughout the weekend. And I just want to really address Maureen Kelly's apology, if, if that's what you want to call it. So the Tart CEO <laughs> gets on TikTok to take her account of the situation, and it just fell really, really flat for me. You know, as somebody who's been in public relations for over a decade, just, just, it was the body language for me. It was the tone. It was the body language. It was, you know, I'm not... I'm not saying that your apology has to have the formality of a presidential address, but she is so unserious. I mean, she's wanding her hair. She's putting on a face, literally doing her makeup while she's addressing the situation. And she couldn't have been more, you know, lighthearted about it. But it, it was so unserious for me. Like, can we get a body expert, body language expert in here? Because it was the smug nature that really pissed me off to be honest it's the way that she's almost giggling when she says out of her mouth I just wanted everyone to have fun and apparently people really wanted to go to that Sunday race girl that Sunday race is the Formula One race the biggest event of the weekend right like the whole trip is centered around this one event and it's very clear that they were picking and choosing who should be at that event. And instead of taking responsibility and, and, and kind of addressing that more head on, she continues to just say that, you know, these miscommunications happen. And then she goes on to saying she just wants everyone to be happy. And it's just straight deflection mode. I mean, she just talks about how she grew up with a lot of siblings and she wasn't thinking about who wanted to come to the track. She just wanted to, you know, she just wanted everyone to be there and be together and have a good time. And even weirder to me than Maureen Kelly's like very strange <laughs> presence in this video was the comment section. Y'all know I'm all up in the comments. It's my biggest toxic trait. And all of these Maureen like D writers were basically praising her for how she just wanted everyone to have fun. And it was just very obvious that they wanted to be in good standing with with her and the brand. But I don't know why anybody would even want to be in good standing with a brand who is so messy and has such a history of this bad behavior. It is like constant with uh, with Tarte. This is not the first or second or third or fourth time that they've had, you know, this type of DEI issue. So, you know, looking a little closer in the comments, you even see people saying that Bria should just be happy she had the chance to go. A free brand trip? You should be so lucky. You should be so happy we even got to be there. I couldn't believe it. People are weird. People are very weird. Because to me, you know, as as somebody who also is a creator and as somebody who's been on the other side, you know, curating brand trips and, and working in PR and marketing, you gotta, it's just obvious you need to treat these creators equally. It's just so simple. I mean, not only do people talk, I mean, you just want to come correct and make sure that everybody's on the same page. Um, and it's just very obvious how choosy they are. And if you're a creator, this is your craft. This is what you worked so hard on. Bria deserves all of the things. And it doesn't seem like, you know, anybody has really tried to make efforts right with her at Tarte. Um, they say that they went back and tried to get everybody tickets. Not sure if they've reached out to Bria, but um, Bria, just know I stand with you. I definitely think that 
calling them out was the right thing to do. I know that she probably didn't expect, you know, this to blow up as much as it did. But as black creators, we are constantly having to kind of stand up for ourselves with little, you know, community around us to be able to fight these battles when, you know, at the end of the day, these brands are so big and they have so so much support. So I really give it to Bria. I just want to go back to that message. I mean, for me, Maureen Kelly's message just missed the mark. No real accountability a fake solution to the problem, doesn't address the long-standing issue. And it's just also, not only that, it's the way that she engaged with the comments. It's manipulative, in my opinion, to engage with comments to just make it seem like, you know, she was she was getting the grunt of, you know, this uh, backlash, when at the end of the day, you know, she knows what it really is. So shout out to Bria. She's the main character this week and forever. I just can't even imagine, you know, having gone through that. Bria, holler at us if you want to do some campaigns with brands that have integrity and ethics and, you know, will pay you what you're worth, all that good stuff. Lauren C. Nelson is a coach, speaker, and the founder and CEO of Partner for Impact, a consulting firm making workplaces around the globe more inclusive and empowering. She's the creator of the Powerhouse Era, a transformative coaching and mentorship program that takes women's lives, careers, and finances to the next level. In 2022, New York Times Magazine called her the go-to branding strategist to create impact. She's an award-winning coach who's been featured in Women-Led Magazine, Today's Purpose Woman, and named one of LA Weekly's top 15 inspiring and successful women entrepreneurs. I'm so excited for you to listen to this conversation with Lauren and I. I hope you enjoy it. Welcome back to Main Character Energy. I am so excited to have Lauren C. Nelson in the building with us. Lauren is someone that I've met uh, through the Forbes The Culture community, and we are all about that networking, all about that personal branding, instant alignment. I knew that there'd be tons of gems that Lauren be able to share. I mean, she is an award-winning coach. She is the go-to branding strategist to create impact. And she is LA Weekly's top 15 inspiring and successful women entrepreneurs. Okay, I see you. Lauren, thank you so much for joining us. I just want to say I love everything that you stand for especially just like being able to like make women feel very confident and empowered and, you know, talk the talk, walk the walk. The name of your coaching program, even the powerhouse era says everything it needs to. Okay. It's giving main character energy. So I just have to start there. Like what was your reason behind becoming an empowerment coach? And what does that mean to you? First of all, thank you so much for having me, Tiffany. Good vibes, good energy all day. But becoming an empowerment coach goes back to my roots. I grew up in the South. We know how that was in South Carolina. But also growing up, witnessing domestic violence at a very young age, seeing my grandmother suffer domestic violence. And for me, as a young woman, I was just like, something's not right about this feel right about this. Mm -hmm. This is not supposed to happen. My grandmother was also sick. So seeing someone in a disadvantaged situation being mistreated at a very young age, impressionable age, I just said, this is not right. As a woman, this is not how we're supposed to be. We're delicate. We're not supposed to be getting beat up, talked down to. 
as long as I live, I will never allow that to be me. And I will talk to any woman and just be all about that girl power. I grew up in the 90s. So Spice Girls, Destiny's Child. Okay. All of the girl power anthems, Pink, Christina Aguilera. Like I grew up in that era of girl power, independence. So I was all about it. It was infused in my DNA and my upbringing. So I've been about that life it's not going down like that <laughs> since the beginning. And so one thing that really sparked me into, I need to be an empowerment coach was being in the workplace and just seeing all of these incredible, talented women wither away, honestly, in the corporate jungle, just seeing them, myself included, girl power galore, just withering away under male leadership. And corporate, started working with um, an incredible Black woman CEO who has her own company. She was in uh, Inc. 5000. Dr. Tawana Burris is who I'm talking about, founder and CEO of Coach Diversity Institute. And working under this woman just gave me so much life, so much power, vitality. And I realized like, this is who I'm supposed to be. This energy, this vibe, this is me. And I want to help other women unlock that. I want to spark their source and say, I'm a powerhouse. I can do this. I have a lot because a powerhouse means a source of creativity, of inspiration, power, and energy. We all have power and energy inside of us that sometimes it just needs somebody to turn it up and spark it in us. I absolutely love that. Talk about being a girl's girl because, you know, a lot of times that that's all you need is just a hype woman, like that cheerleader, that motivator, and being able to work under one. Like what an incredible blessing, honestly. I, I think especially when you are on your way up, having that type of support from leadership is so crucial. And it's really underrated, right? Because the whole corporate game is to kind of, is to do the mind games and test you a little bit, right? Did you did you see a lot of that in your journey? A lot of, you know, kind of withholding that type of empowerment and withholding and making people kind of like work for it. What do you think? 100%, 100%. Everywhere I went, I ran into gatekeepers. Mm -hmm. It was just, you know, again, like, you don't have to be like the shiniest object in the room, but if you're hungry and you already operate with excellence, there are people in the workplace who might be intimidated or might be threatened by who you could be, not who you are, but who you could be. And so in corporate, it's really, it's now that I have my own business, it's hilarious to think about how when you work in corporate, you don't own nothing. You don't own nothing at all. At all. You're expendable. You, They could fire you at any time and replace you tomorrow. But everybody inside is crabs in a barrel, crabs in a barrel. And when I was in corporate, that's what I faced all the time. I was running into gatekeepers, people who you would think, you know, who look like you or might, you know, might be the person that could help you elevate even simple things like what conferences should I be attending? What book should I be reading? Even gatekeeping books and conferences. It was absolutely wild. But for myself, I was determined that this ain't going to stop me. If a, if the gate ain't going to open, I'm going to go under it. I'm going to go around it. Or I'm just going to leave the space entirely and create my own table. And that's what I did. Period. 
I love that energy. That's the same experience I had too. I mean, I had bosses who thought I was trying to steal their job and it's not the case. You know what I mean? Like we all have things that we're good at and we all have things that we want. And there's that like scarcity mindset in corporate a lot of the time. And on top of a million other things, right? Like the personalities, gatekeeping books is wild because same thing now as a business owner and being able to like connect with amazing entrepreneurs like you, there's nothing that gives me more joy than being like, hey, sis, check this out. Hey, should we go to this conference together? Like, I'm, I already know when I come down to DC, we're going to link up, we're going to find something that's going to elevate both of our brands and connect at the same time. So it's that community that we get to build now, which is just probably one of my favorite things about what we do. So building community, that piece, like, of course, joining professional networking organizations. How much of that is your day-to-day now that you're an entrepreneur? (laughs) If I looked at my budget sheet, probably a lot of, most or a lot of my money is going towards professional development. I have a sales coach. I have a marketing coach. I have, you know, like business coach, mindset coach all the kind of coaches, programs, not just networking, but you spend a lot of money becoming your best. There is uh, an old principle called be, do, have, and that if we want to have the things, if we want to have financial freedom, if we want to have flexibility in our life, in our career, we have to do the stuff, but not even just doing the stuff. We have to first become the person who does the stuff who makes the moves in order to have the things that we want. And I truly believe that. So I invest in myself, invest in networking. And even my mentor, she once told me, Lauren, a day will come when you will have to pay for friends. And I thought she was tripping, but it's not, it's not, it's not a lie that a time pay for associations, women's leadership groups, mastermind, coaching, all of that stuff to get around people who don't have that scarcity mindset, that do have a growth mentality, that ain't afraid to say, Tiffany, I got this book, I got this conference, I got this link up, let me share it with you because I know it's going to bless and elevate you and I'm not afraid to see you shine. At all. And it's the power of the people around you. Like I want us all to be great because that makes you better as well. So it's it's just a not it's very unselfish thing. It's I love that you're talking about like these mindset shifts, right? You I know you're teaching your clients constantly these mindset shifts because if you want to get to the next level, if you want to have that powerhouse brand, you have to be able to channel that growth. You have to be able to say, you know what, these things are bigger than me. And Sometimes, depending on where you're at in your journey, I've noticed not everyone's ready to invest in the coach, right? Like not everyone's ready to invest in, you know, they're like, what's the worth in that? And people will kind of ask me, like, would you do it? And everyone's just kind of in this different phase, right? So when you're working with, you know, your clients, how do you kind of gauge or get them to that point with the mindset shift. Yes, the very first month of my program, my month is my powerhouse era program is 4 months. The very first month is about mindset. Because a lot of us can I can I go there and be real? Go there, please. Let's hear it. Cuz I want already to be real, okay? A lot of times in our adulthood We have to stop listening to where we came from. We have to stop listening to where we came from and start listening to where we want to go. I'm going to say that again. 
listening to where we came from and start listening to where we want to grow or where we want to go and where we want to grow. A lot of times the people that I have encountered, the folks who have come to me, it's almost like I didn't know that I could do this. A lot of people I encounter, I'm sorry, I'm I'm clapping the hand. Yes, yes. I'm at church right now. I'm like, of people that I come in contact with, it's like, oh, well, self promotion is boastful. Self promotion is brown nosing. And I know in the Black community, that brown nosing thing, because we're all about being real and authentic, but being real and authentic in the sense of not self promoting and corporate is what's keeping you broke. That's your glass ceiling. You think, oh, it's the man, it's the this, it's the that. Honey, boo-boo, it's your inability to self-promote. It's your inability to change and adapt. I cannot tell you how many LinkedIn accounts I see where people ain't got nothing going on, it's dry, but you're a professional and you're mad because you didn't get a job. When you've got people who are beautifully branded, they're showing off what they're doing. They're exposing their thought leadership. They're showing like, hey, I'm an asset. And you up here crying because you didn't get a role, but you're not adapting with the times. We're in a digital age. AI dropped. It's all over the place. I've been using AI in my business since last summer. And Everybody's using it now. And there's people who are still in the dark ages, not knowing nothing of what's going on, but crying about, oh, the economy's this, there's this. Honey, again, I'm in masterminds. You're in coachings and and programs and and leadership groups. Are people not getting opportunities out here? And there's other people who are getting these opportunities because they're, like you said, not afraid to celebrate those wins. I'm always telling my clients constantly to celebrate those wins. Like people don't know what you don't tell them. So just like you were saying, the big problem in our community, and I know we, we've discussed this in depth before where it's like that humbling So while you're not, while you're getting passed up for these opportunities, yeah, you're very humble and and you know what? Nope. You weren't boastful at all, but you're also not getting fed with the closed mouth. So I don't know what, you know, you got to kind of come over that yourself and do that internal work to get there. So no wonder that first month is spent on mindset, just shifting out of that, you know, what you know, and shifting in this, like, no, we're growing. We have to do everything we need to do. And that's the only way to do it these days. I don't know what else to say. Absolutely. 100%. The very first month is focusing on confronting your own limiting beliefs. And there's all kinds of coaches. A lot of people use the word coach. I'm an actual coach. I'm certified. I'm trained. I'm a member of the international. You've seen that, right? There's a lot of um, There's a lot of coaches. (laughs) professionally coach that don't know coaching folks anybody under the sound of my voice please understand that professional coaches know how to shift you from being in a state of powerlessness to shifting to a place of agency and ownership of yourself and your greatness being able to identify those limiting beliefs and helping you shift someone just saying a bunch of motivational stuff it's like church you could go to church get hyped up and then go home and then feel like crap later because you haven't taken ownership and agency. And so I just wanted to put that plug. I'm a little triggered by No, I'm no, I'm so glad you did because I I've talked about this with a lot of people before because like we're saying when people are like, "Do I I want to invest?" but I don't know if I should and there's that hesitancy and then you got the girlies that have those like super super long landing pages and <laughs> 
<laughs> hey, I mean, I love a good sales page, but sometimes it's just so much fluff. It's like, what do you really do again? So just be wary as people are looking for that professional development, like, you know, talk to people, have that network of people who can recommend good coaches like Lauren and other good coaches for your needs. But yeah, maybe not just, you know, just somebody that you see on there because there's there's a lot of coaches out here but it's that transformation that matters and you're literally taking your clients from a place where you know they want to have that elevation they want to take it to the next level and they have to go through these stages it's very intentional i've seen your coaching program and it's it's so impressive to be able to have that type of feeling where you are taking agency of it and then you know the actionable steps to take to get to that next level. Absolutely. And I also want to say, too, there are some incredible coaches who are not coaches. They're actually incredible consultants. Like they're consulting you on how to, say, for instance, like create a program or how to like, you know, create a sales page or whatever. Like have to you have to understand that distinction because. A lot of these programs, they will give you a box of tools and say, hey, here, we're going to help you build this thing. But how many of us know that somebody can come and create a beautiful brand for you and you got the look, but on the inside, you feel like a fraud. On the inside, you feel like I'm not worthy of this. The inside doesn't match the outside. I don't match the outside. You look like a Benz, but you a broke down hoopty on the inside. Okay. Okay. You smell like Fritos on the inside. Okay. It's not matter. It's not mathin. That's not mathin. And a coach can help you kind of like work through that and feel like that. Exactly. Because when I launched my professional brand, I had a spiritual coach because my my issues were deep. My issues were were very closely rooted to me and that it was like a battle between my inner self and the next version of me, my own powerhouse era. I was afraid of visibility because I was like one of five kids. I was the second oldest, but I was in this environment where it was like, out of all of my siblings, I'm the only one that went to university and got a bachelor's degree, right? So it's kind of like, also from the Bible syndrome, where it's just like, okay, you a little too shiny up in here. You need to like tone it down so you don't else around you feel small. And that's how I lived and walked into the adult world moving like that. And guess what? It didn't serve me. There's so many of us who are walking around like that. So it doesn't matter if you put on a brand, if you haven't done that, that inner work first, you will not, you're, you're not going to last. Sure. You might have a brand up and all of this stuff, but you're not going to be moving the way you want, speaking the way you want. No, definitely not. And I think that when there are entrepreneurs who are ready to like really invest and let's say hire a coach like you that can take them to that next level and they're doing the work they're going through these mindset shifts these growth shifts maybe like you know what would you kind of suggest for some of these creative entrepreneurs to break through the noise when they are kind of getting their footing and starting to get themselves out there more in tangible ways maybe even before maybe even before they invest in the program what are some things they can do? Yeah. So there's, there's things that I recommend that don't require like massive investments or anything like that. If you're just dipping your toe in the water, YouTube is a great place to go. YouTube, hey. you know, entrepreneurs and other creatives. Personally, I love watching Dr. Myron Golden on, on YouTube. 
because he teaches like about business and sales and he teaches about it in such a very down to earth way where it's like, oh, I can do that. Whatever your area of interest is. And this is the thing I will also say too, wherever you have, whatever you have a fear around, because a lot of times we have fear when there's a gap of knowledge that we don't have. So if you're fearful about becoming a public speaker, watch YouTube videos. My speaking coach, Dr. Delatoro McNeil, he has a YouTube channel. You go to a YouTube channel and watch, you start watching one video, you watch a second video and you start to think, huh, well, maybe I can do this one tip. Maybe I can do this other tip. And before you know it, you've climbed a set of stairs to where it's like, okay, I have some tools because a lot of times we fear, feel fear when we don't have the tools. We don't know what to do with our hands where to get started. We're in the age of the internet where their internet is interneting. Everybody's creating content and sharing stuff. I call it YouTube University. I'm like, are you serious? Everything you could ever need and want is right there on YouTube. And I think you're right. Like a lot of times it starts with just getting familiar. So just like if there's, you know, something that you need to dive into and you just start with a little bit of research And even if it's for, like you said, watching one video, kind of getting started in one place, listening to a podcast, um, there's resources everywhere, like you said, because everyone's trying to get their content out, right? So even when you go to, you know, certain websites for depending on what industry you're in, but there could be like free marketing resources on, you know, different marketing hubs, business hubs, articles. There's all these things out here to utilize. And that is also the point when it comes to when I'm telling people like, hey, you need to tell people what you do because people are searching these things. Everything is a search engine. YouTube right now, it's what is it not? It's the second biggest search engine because it's technically, you know, it's part of Google. All of that, TikTok, Instagram, all these things are search engines. So I, I just, it just blows my mind when people aren't updating or optimizing a LinkedIn page where you can simply put these keywords, have some videos as well that you might have that other people might want to learn from you on. So it just comes full circle in that way, doesn't it? certainly does. And the one last thing I would add to that is make sure that you are following people who are in alignment with you, alignment with you and where it is that you want to go. And what I mean by that is like, if if you know that you want to start a certain kind of business or you aspire to be like this kind of person, go deep with those kinds of people. Don't get distracted with like drop shipping, crypto, and like chasing money all over the place because eventually you can get burned out just learning all of this information, never applying anything. And if you start learning all of these random things and then putting out content, ain't nobody gonna pay attention to you. That's all over the place. There was a woman who reached out to me recently and was like talking about wanting to collaborate. And I looked into her and I was just like, "Mm -mm." I was like, we're not in alignment because you all over the place. And I don't know what that's all about. And I don't like confusion and I don't like all over the place. So I respectfully declined the invitation to connect and collaborate. Let's talk about that. The boundary, the saying no, like when you're so in alignment, you can look directly at a page, a website a person, whatever it is, and assess right away if it's worth your time. And I know, especially you are a busy lady, you are speaking, you're on stages, you're running your business, you have a family, and we need that balance. We talk about that a lot on the show about like these boundary setting techniques and how you do that in your personal life. So when do you know 
when, when do you most feel like you're in alignment with people as you're out here networking, as you're meeting people? Yeah. So I know when I'm in alignment, when I, it almost, my mentor called it divine alignment. When it feels like, okay, divine alignment, this is, this is kismet. This is faith. Like we we're aligning at the same time. I know where I'm going. Yeah. It's alignment because I'm in alignment with me. Yeah. Because that's the source of it all. You have to be in alignment with you. You have to know where it is that you're going. You have to know what you're about. And when I'm on my path, if there's someone who can help my path, oh, we're in alignment. If it's someone who can take from it, you ain't get up out of here. Like, you know, if it, (laughs) move around. It's like, if it's not in alignment, it's not for me. If it's not in alignment, it's not for me. Because think about it, when you're on your journey and you're going like a smooth, you know, all my people in the DMV beltway, you know what I'm talking about? Yes, yes. <laughs> 60, 65 on the beltway. And then all of a sudden somebody comes and they like hit the brakes. Like you lose momentum if that's you on your path, on your journey, in your purpose, on purpose. And then somebody coming up beside you And it's offering something that just is out of alignment, doesn't make sense. And one of the things that I specialize in in my program as well is helping people build a publication-worthy online presence because there is power in media. When you get featured in things, it put a little extra extra season and a little extra respect on your name in your industry. And it helps you as an authority. But every publication that comes to you ain't a good publication. Some of them reach look ratty and low rundown and you look at the quality of the imagery, the quality of the people. And it's like, I don't want to be on that. No, thank you. I appreciate the invitation, but this is not for me. Right. And there's wrong in that. And I think also too, our people, we got to get out of this mindset of like, oh, that's bougie or, oh, you think you're too good or whatever. That is called having boundaries. That is called having standards. Thank you. Say it again for the people in the back. Have some standards. It's okay to have standards. And I will say my standards have never failed me. I was recently named one of the top corporate consultants of the year by the International Association of Top Professionals. And the people within this group are like top of their game. I've seen some of their stuff. I'm like, wow, these people are moving. I'm honored to be here. But that comes with having standards. You can't be there doing everything, um, hopping. My mentor once told me, don't be too thirsty. Don't be thirsty for opportunities. Don't be too hungry for opportunities. It's okay to sit back and say, no, I'm full. I've had enough. Thank you. Your coach is spot on with that. I feel like we have this conversation a lot with my agency where it's like, you know, we, we're we we're getting press for entrepreneurs or in the thought leadership game. And it's, I'm always saying it's the long game. It, it's, it's the marathon. Like you want to be patient with these things. You want to nurture and grow your path in that alignment. You want to, you want to live in that alignment. You want to live in that power. But if you're too thirsty and you're just all over the place, it's going to come off like how you saw the other entrepreneur who wanted to collaborate where you're like, I'm not even sure what you're aiming for. I'm not even sure what your vision is. I would, I always would rather be crystal clear in alignment, being able to say no, and then an opportunity come down the line that just fits because it makes sense than trying to reach for everything like quality over quantity people. And that's exactly what I, I want to tell more Black entrepreneurs too. Like, 
no, it's not too, you're not too bougie. You're not, you shouldn't just be grateful to be here. How about, I don't know if you've heard about the recent Tarte trip. There was some drama with Tarte Cosmetics because there was a Black creator who wasn't invited to the Formula One race in Miami um, with the other non-Black, you know, other influencers who are possibly larger, but basically they didn't treat the influencers equally. This one influencer, you know, she's on TikTok telling her story, saying that it was unfair, saying that she just wished it was equal. Of course, Formula One's the big race. That's what everyone's there for. Her ticket was leaving the day before while other black or non-black creators were there the next day. And she's just getting hit in these comments saying, you should be grateful. You were on a, you went on a free brand trip. Great for you. That's exposure. That's and I'm like, why are we settling? It's, it's, I don't understand as black creators, entrepreneurs, just in general, it's not okay to just be grateful that you were at the table. I want to sit at the head of the table. I want options. I want to be treated like everybody else. And so that just, it struck me as that, like, we don't have to just, just be happy that we have it. Go for, go for gold, be bougie, get everything you want. Right. This is this is my core belief. We are only here one time. This ain't no dress rehearsal because you ain't coming back. <laughs> You're here one time. That's it. And you want to settle. I'm here one time. And you want me to be thankful that I was just invited. When you put it in that context, are you on crack? Like, Another thing is this, as Black creators, as Black individuals, if you didn't have something of value, why are people constantly taking your ideas and using it for themselves? Thieves and robbers don't steal in, in empty houses. Ooh. You are a creator. You were created to create. And therefore, you have value because your creativity is endless. So miss me with all of that. I'm thankful Okay, like this is a great opportunity to go find a partnership with a booming on and popping black minority owned cosmetic brand. Hello. You don't need tart. You don't need tart because why would I want to even sit with you after you did me like that? At all. And I think that that's the level of selection that we have to have with who we're choosing to align with, whether it's people, whether it's businesses. It needs to be that selective that closed off to you know what that can never happen again i'm only wanting i only want greatness and i deserve that and then once you open that path and once you have greatness you're going to keep unlocking the same doors just like when it comes to an entrepreneurship your pricing right mm -hmm. you know that's true lauren as soon as you if you discount yourself you're going to get discounted quality <laughs> everything my business coach says lowering your price, trying to compete by lowering your price is a race to the bottom. Ooh. You ain't, I'm not lowering my price. I'll raise my value. I ain't lowering no price. Yeah. Ain't nothing about me. Think about it this way. Think about it this way. Especially if you're in the service industry, 
you know, you're, you're a coach or a consultant, like, or you're, you're a freelancer, whatever you're doing, you are getting paid for your intrinsic value. Your intrinsic value is what you have read, the schools that you went to and child, all of these dollars I'm spending on coaching, leadership, mentorship program. Oh, you're going to pay me because I am valuable and I have value. My business isn't called partner for impact for no reason. When we come in the building, we're leaving a mark. What has an impact. And so if you want impact, you got to pay for that. If you want someone to just come into your company and give a little training here or there, that's cute. Okay. We'll find that person for that, but that's not me. And you are in uh, the long-term partnership game. There are a lot of people, you know, it depends on how your business is set up or you can be in and out, but you're definitely doing what you need to do because having these long-term relationships and building these stepping stones to be a powerhouse because it takes time. We nurture these things. We are in this business of being intentional the way we're moving in this. And that's the only place I want to be. Yes. Yeah. That's the only place I want to be. And I want to say, like I was saying earlier, there comes a time where we have to stop listening to how we grow up and start listening to where we want to go and where we want to grow in. You know, when we are in this space of nobody taught me that about I'm first generation. Let me be very clear. I was first generation college student, like the first to go off to university, stay on campus, do all of that stuff. Graduate first in my woman in my family to graduate without having any children in general. And I I didn't have all I was told was go to school, get your education, don't have no kids. That's all I was taught. So I didn't know about all of these moves to be made, building business and corporate relationships, the difference between, um, you know, these one and done contracts and long term. Can we talking about wealth for a moment? The long term contracts, the long term relationships are like a tree. Trees have roots that go deep in the ground. Sometimes these wanting done contracts are like tree branches. Yeah. There's something in the moment, but you can't build no house with that. But when you have a tree, a relationship with organizations like big organizations or whoever, clients, that has an opportunity to, to, to feed you for generations. Absolutely. It, they create their own, own branches. You get what I'm saying? Absolutely. I love that analogy. And I think that's, like you said, one of those things you don't learn, like in school, of course. I I hope that, you know, next generation youth are lucky enough to hear from you. I know you do a lot of speaking and to be able to have that type of mentorship is a game changer. So I just encourage anybody at least get a mentor because you're going to hear some of the things like you're saying, Lauren, that you don't get, you just don't get that. And there are so many things, of course, we might've wished we learned, but of course that's the, that's the process. That's the journey. We figure it out on our own path, but I will say to be able to be in these spaces, to be able to build these long-term relationships, what you're doing is so impressive to be able to also see people's journey along the way and then have it come come back to you tenfold because you're building these relationships, building these trees. So as you're doing this work, another thing that they didn't teach us was just the sustainability piece, right? So how do you keep going? What do you need to do for yourself to maintain yourself, 
your well-being. I know you, you know, you have the coaches. Is it therapy for you? Is it getting outside for you? Like, what are some of the things that you need in your routine to continue this? Yeah, it's all of the above, honestly. Um, The thing about it is self-care is not selfish. And it took me a long time to understand that I come first. Like, Life, I come first and I'm married. I have a husband like, but he knows I come first, but I also expect him to take care of himself first because your spouse, your partner, your whoever, your children, God, if you're a parent, please don't expect your children to be your form of self-care. That's not healthy. No, you have to take care of you first. So, and, and another thing is what what got me here ain't going to get me there tomorrow. So massages used to be the thing that helped me back in the day. Honey, that don't help me now. No. I go flotation therapy spa where I float in this tank for like an hour. And so I can feel weightless because I have all of this stuff on me. Mm-hmm. Clients, coaching, consulting, branding, growth of my business, learning new business and sales techniques, being a good wife, trying to be a good niece, uh, um, yeah, family member, auntie, like all of these different things, a friend. That's a lot of stuff. And so the things that helped me yesterday are not going to be the things that help me today and tomorrow to get where I need to be. And going back to what my mentor said, sometimes you're going to have to pay for friends. Your friends are not always going to be able to help you over a glass of wine. Sometimes you got to pay for the the leadership retreat. Yes one last year completely changed my life. I will always have a budget line for stuff like that to be around people who are like, I can just unzip and say, wow, these people get me. They wow. what I'm going through. They don't, they're not criticizing me. Say all I think about is work, you know, like just being in that kind of environment. So it's all of the things it's therapy. It's taking care of my physical well-being. working out at five in the morning when I don't feel like it mm-hmm. <laughs> or on zoom, like, you know, doing committing, committing to these habits, committing to these routines. I laughed a little bit when you, <laughs> when you said the massage isn't cutting it anymore. Cause if that ain't me, like I used to get a massage and be like, I'm healed. I'm great. I get a massage literally the next day. I'm like, okay, what's next? I need the full day retreat. I want to float. I want to do plunges. <laughs> like, Listen, if you come down to DC, I will take you my treat to my favorite floating spa. I absolutely. Let's go. I cannot highly, I mean, I'm not endorsed or recommending anything, but like I highly recommend flotation therapy is the only thing that has allowed me to like feel truly weightless and to walk away, like feeling like I don't have, I don't feel the weight of my problems or the weight Ooh. of responsibilities as a business leader and all of that stuff. It's like, a, it's the ultimate reset, but oh, I'm sold. You sold me. That's all you had to say. So you should be sponsored and we'll, we'll work on that. because. That was an instant sell. So definitely, definitely here for that. I got to say, there's definitely um, a budget line for self-care with me as well. Like I will always chalk it up to that because it's so important. And you hit it perfectly when you were saying that, you know, you used to feel guilty. There used to be that like, uh, like, is this selfish self-care isn't selfish kind of mentality. I felt like that first the longest. And I've since recently just really made it so integrated as a business owner. I had to make a decision. And I said, this is part of my business. Yes. To do this, like literally wellness is at the focus of my business. Like 
we're taking days off, we are working on our self-care, we're going to retreats and talking to other people because not only is it taking care of yourself, but like you said, you're even your mental, you know, talking to certain people about your business or, you know, there's different people in your life for different conversations, right? Like sometimes I feel like I'm hitting my best friends over the head with the, with the business stuff. And you got to find your tribe for those things, even though my friends are great listeners and thank you, but you got to find those areas because I think it takes a lot off of you once you feel like you're in the right arena talking about it instead of like, you know, when you overshare or feel like you're kind of like doing too much, it doesn't, yeah. it doesn't feel good to do that. It doesn't. Everyone understands. Not everyone understands. And going to the retreat that I went to last summer, I walked away with uh, at least 50, 60 new contacts, number one. But number two, I walked away with like friends, colleagues, like just I have some people that were at that retreat. We literally talk every other day. And one of them, he's a businessman in Connecticut. He's got like three businesses. He had a $40,000 month last month. And like, he would call me and be like, yes, this, the money's pouring in. And I'm just like, hi, yes. like, because it's exciting for me to hear somebody I know who's crushing it, who's winning, who will be like, man, I'm feeling down today. You know, we had these issues and da 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 da. And like, it's, it's reciprocal. He encourages me, I encourage him, and vice versa. But friends, and this is nothing on our friends, but everybody ain't in the same place as you. No. And that same vision. It might sound like you're trying to show off and flex when you're talking about, I had a $40,000 month. You know what I'm saying? You don't want to go around going to places, breeding envy and resentment wherever you go. So yes. you need who your people are that you can talk to about stuff like that. Ooh, this, this conversation is giving me life, Lauren. It's giving me life because one big thing is that this whole journey is the second you make that switch and say, this is what I'm going to do. This is my mindset. This is my life. It is investing in all of these things that you mentioned. I think that there's a lot of tools and resources that we can direct people to. Of course, we're going to direct them to the, your uh, coaching program and some um, tools that they can kind of use for their own branding. Because I know that there's a lot of like emerging entrepreneurs, emerging creatives who really want to hone in on that. Do you have some advice for those emerging entrepreneurs, especially, um, you know, we focus a lot in our agency on content creators who are trying to make a name for themselves and they are, you know, the next business owners in, of these creative industries as well. So any advice on just kind of taking that to taking that to the next level? Yeah, absolutely. I will say I will start with an area of like, I call it reality check, like real talk, reality check moment coming in three, two, one. Fame and exposure don't pay no bills. Fame Hello. and exposure going viral don't pay no bills. Uh, being featured in magazines and all of that stuff, it's great. It helps with your credibility, but it, it it's not going to pay your bills, and it might not bring in all of the all of the money that you think it's going to. I have known and I have seen quite a few people who are highly decorated, but also highly broke. So I would say before you start thinking about like, oh my goodness, I need my Instagram page and everything looking cute. Make sure that you got your fundamentals down. Know who you're, what offer you're going to, 
put out in the world? What value are you going to bring? Something that you can do and um, know who that, make sure that there's a market there. Make sure that there's people who are out there who can buy or want to buy uh, what it is that you have to offer. And one thing that my business coach, Dr. Myron Golden always says is that if, if it's a hot market, um, you might, it's a good idea to go in there because there's money there and one person can't have all the cheese. You got to go where the money is. So if you go all the way over here and there's nobody here, there's probably a reason for that. Right. It, very slim, like that might be the new uncharted territory, but don't waste your time, money, and energy doing stuff that ain't going to work. So knowing your value, knowing what you offer, and making sure that there's people out there who will buy what you have to offer. That, that is the main advice I would give. I think myself included, when I was getting my start, I thought, oh, well, success looks like this. Having a nice looking brand, having the great website, having all of this stuff. Uh, honey, boo boo, no, because you can have a great website, but it's crickets. No traffic is coming to it. Nothing is happening. And I really want to give you this reality check moment because we often look at the external and think the veneer is the success. You need to look on the inside to make sure that you understand the infrastructure that will create and bring about the success. Oh, I love that. I love that. Having that vision, even just having that drive inside of you, like, why are you doing this? Mm -hmm. Answer these questions first and then talk about what type of exposure and all that that you need. Because like you said, oh, we're going to have to amplify that one just one more time that that exposure does not pay the bills and people could be dead broke. And been in every magazine, in newspaper, and publication, national, international, it does not mean anything other than that there's some visibility for them. But you don't know what those bank accounts look like, okay? <laughs> Going viral doesn't do that. <laughs> doesn't do that. So you have to, I would say if you are an, a new coming entrepreneur, I would say looking back on my journey, I would invest the time in sales, like understanding sales, sales strategies, sales marketing, like even just basic sales messaging. There are some people who are so excellent at cold messaging people and just being so personable to where it's just like, before you know it, like, why? I, how did I get here? I'm handing over my card. Right. You know, <laughs> and that at the end of the day, that's the name of the game. The name of the game is sales. And that took me a while. You know, I'll be honest. I'm like, it took me a while in my business journey to really understand that. But then again, it was like I was operating in a space where I didn't have all of the mentors and the coaches right. at get started. I thought I'm very smart. I am not an idiot. I can figure this out. It's so easy. A caveman can do it. No, it's not. Cause <laughs> so and then you went on YouTube. <laughs> right. But that's when it was like, okay, I know I'm not stupid, but I don't know how to do this thing. Let me go and hire a coach, like a, a coach consultant who can show me and advise and mentor me on what I need to do so that I can be successful. Absolutely. And I know this isn't, you know, a sales focused episode, but I will say such a small thing that's missed so often in those sale, those cold pitches, just personalize, just personalize the message. Like if anything, if anything, just personalize the message, just read up on somebody and just know one thing about them that you can reference. Make sure you say their name, period, like personalize it. And that's one of those things where, you know, I remember as a business owner, I'm like, oh my God, sales is not my jam. 
And I had to think back to even when I was in school. And I remember I had this one professor who was like my biggest mentor in college. She was like, you know, a lot of PR majors say, you know, oh, I'm in PR because I don't do math. And she was like, don't ever say that. She's like, you're you're doing math. She's like the basic things. She's like all of these things are part of sitting at that table as a comms professional, like big or small. Don't don't knock it. And same thing with sales. It's like, don't you're not bad at sales. You're a business owner. That's part of your job. So all those things kind of like master none a little bit, but just just kind of dabble, learn a little bit, pull up the YouTube video, find the free resource, get get familiar. I love that tip. I think that's an excellent tip. Lauren, it's been a pleasure. This this is like jam packed. Is there anything else you want to leave us with uh, before we before we head out? Yeah, I just really want to say that everyone who's listening, your next level is waiting. Your next level is waiting. There's nothing wrong with you. You're not crazy. You are a person who has been put on this earth and you are called for a reason. And I think a lot of times we get in this space where we are in our head and we're constantly playing the self-doubt over and over and over again. My friend, you got to eliminate that self-doubt, turn that tape off and start turning up your greatness, start turning up your purpose, start turning up all of the things that make you, you, all of your powerhouses. And I wish you all the best and feel free to connect with me. I'm on social media. You can follow me on LinkedIn, Instagram. I'd love to connect with you and definitely follow Tiffany and the main character energy podcast. Excellent. We're going to make sure that we put all those details in the show notes. Everyone can find you. Lauren, this has been amazing. Next time I see you, hopefully we're floating and letting it all go. Uh, You know I will be following up to set that up. So thank you again. This has been an amazing conversation. I really appreciate all the gems. Absolutely. Thank you so much for having me, Tiffany. Thanks for listening to Main Character Energy. If you enjoyed this episode, leave a rating or review on Spotify or Apple Podcasts. Be sure to follow on social at Tifferdie and Main Character Energy Pod to access exclusive content and get a behind-the-scenes look as well as resources to help you become that bitch. See you next week.